Welcome to Delightful Discussions. We are your hosts, Maddie and Steph. We are two women bringing you wholesome content to accompany you as you go about your day. Today, we're going to be discussing celebrating birthdays, and it will be delightful. But before we get there, we have a current event that we have been waiting to discuss, waiting all day to discuss with each other. Our event is, if you haven't seen in your social media or in the news, Bare Minimum Mondays. Mm. So, do you have a good description of what Bare Minimum Mondays means? Do you want me to give mine? Mm. Well, first, I'll just say that I found this article on Instagram and I sent it to you. And that has is what um, has spurred this conversation. I read it, too. I okay. read it on Sunday and I saw it and I passed over it. And then you sent it to me and then it rekindled my fire thinking about it. Nice. No, I think you should go with your um, your take first, and I'll I'll uh, respond accordingly. Okay. Okay. So, bare minimum Mondays is an idea made by a TikTok creator. Her name is Marissa Joe Mays, and she basically the headline of it is she says that she only does the bare minimum on Mondays as a way to combat the Sunday scaries mm-hmm. and Monday mm-hmm. scaries and start to her week. Mm-hmm. And at first, I was not about it. Mm. So when you read the article, it talks about um, how she used to work in like a corporate culture and be in hustle culture. And she tried to leave that. And now right. she works as a TikTok creator. So that was my first red flag. Mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> she works sure. as a TikTok creator. And in like the description in the article, she says that, you know, she starts Mondays off really slow. She doesn't take meetings for two hours at the beginning of the day. And mm. she just takes time for like journaling and reflection and all of these mm-hmm. things. And then she like eventually allows herself to pick whatever activity she feels like doing in the moment. And... I at first was a little upset about that because that seems like it's not the reality for most of us. Mm-hmm. Like I cannot block off the first two hours of my sure, day and sure. not have any correspondence from coworkers. <laughs> I don't know about you. No, I, I hear what you're saying. Like that, that would be a rare Monday um, that you're able to block off the first two hours. Now, when you're a TikTok creator, I don't know if you'd know this, but who are you meeting with on Monday morning? I don't know. <laughs> Brands. Sure. Potential sponsors. Important people. Mm. Mm-hmm. Important people. <laughs> yeah. So. That's so a good y- point. <laughs> so you're. Th- so like you have to have a very flexible work schedule in order to. Block off the first two hours of your Monday. Yeah, I guess so. But I'm just thinking for like those of us that have. A different type of job. Let's say you work in a hospital. Mm -hmm. I like, what if you work in an emergency room? It's going to be like, unless you have a life-threatening injury, no Mm -hmm. treatment for the first two hours of the day because I need to recover from this Monday morning. Like, that just cannot happen. There is no way. There is no scenario in which. (laughs) I I think your emergency room nurse or doctor is a funny analogy because (laughs) they work probably the most insane hours and off kilter schedules than like your typical 
I arrive at 8 a.m. on Monday morning. And I mean, how would they have Sunday scaries? They could they could work like Saturday, Sunday. They Monday. have everyday scaries. Yeah, they do. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. And, and so I think, but I, there's definitely been a nod towards, um, you know, working from home and a movement towards being, um, uh, in a more flexible work schedule. I mean, people will leave jobs just for the sake of flexibility and the ability to work from home. So I think there's something to be said about, um, being able to build your own schedule and, in the morning of a Monday, just taking it slow. And and then you you have less dread. And mm-hmm. that's what I was kind of honing in on when I saw this article. Like, how can we have less dread going into our weeks? Because these are the weeks that make up our lives. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if you're dreading every Monday, as I used to, I used to be, I used to really fall prey to the sc- Sunday scaries. How can you combat that? And I just thought it was an interesting idea. Um, if you do have a flexible work schedule, so, you know, maybe you could rearrange your schedule so that it looks differently. Yeah. Upon more reflection, I think what she's trying to say is you are assessing your like level of anxiety and level of stress First of all, she has to assess it to be able to figure out that she needs to make a change. And then you're just, I don't think I like the words bare minimum Mm. per se, but I think there are a lot of other business terms that describe that overall sentiment, like the book Essentialism. Have you ever read that book or like listened to the audio book? I can't remember if I have or if I told you that I was going to. Well, no, yeah, you told me you read it, and I have mm-hmm. not. I have not, but I... Okay, go on, go on, yes. It's it's a good one. It's basically like decreasing stress in your day by bringing it down to the essential things that need to be done. Mm-hmm. That's also like a business thing. In teamwork, they have like the lean six sigma Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. where you're like trying to make a teamwork work as efficiently as possible Mm -hmm. without adding any extra stuff in Mm, so i feel mm -hmm. like it's the same concept sure but saying bare minimum maybe you're displaying yourself as not a team player Mm. in like a business community i don't know so i like what she's saying i like that she's against hustle culture and trying to fix that and advocating for it and she goes on, if you like read more in the article, she says, I know this may not be as practical for people, you know, because she said, I'm not a mom and I work like a flexible right. home job. So it's a little different. So I think I agree with her overall sentiment. It was just at first I thought there is no way that this could apply to the general public because most of us have to like show up at work and be doing work. We can't just be like cut off from our colleagues and supervisors and meetings and things like that. Sure. I don't even know if it's most. I'd say it's maybe half. You think only half of us mm. can't be cut off from I don't What know. about people that like work at Target or Sure. Yeah. Where like in service, service industry. industry. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point and I liked she does talk about in the article some comments that people make like She's gotten everywhere from, like, I think this is brilliant to 
Mm-hmm. There's no way. And um, you're, you know, I think, I, I think there's some sort of connotation towards laziness or um, you're not, you're, you must not be a very hard worker. Um, and kind of every comment in between she said, yeah, but bare minimum Mondays. It has a ring to it, but I don't know. Yeah, that's really, it's really interesting. Just kind of like easing into your week because sometimes people think Mondays are the, the day to be the most productive. Like your productivity decreases as your week goes. Um, and, hmm. and so like Mondays when you get, you feel the most refreshed from the weekend in theory and you, you know, get back on the horse, you know, there might be some like times when you're colleagues might be like you you're catching up over the weekend and you just want to like how was your weekend and that's a part of work I think that's important like that camaraderie and asking the human element to mm-hmm. it uh is certainly important to me and something I I didn't used to in my younger years in the workforce just think those were like niceties or small talk or things of that nature but I think she's got a point to easing in it just might look a little different for people who can't rearrange their schedule. Like, can you do something in your Monday morning routine? I would, yeah, I would love to see more examples from people that have like those busy work lives that are like very, like people rely on them a little bit more. Mm. That's how it feels Mm -hmm. in my job. Like a lot of times I show up to work and there's a lot of people that need something from me. So people that have a job in that way that you're like serving or you have people reporting to you and people need things from you. Like, how can you apply that to that sort of lifestyle? I think would help me more. Sure. Now the people at your work, do you think that they needed you all weekend long and they were waiting until Monday morning in in, in order to contact you to, you know, preserve your boundaries or to, um, you know, perhaps they were not working over the weekend either. And so just becomes a hectic time like is there a way to mitigate the stress of Monday morning if you can't rearrange your schedule yes so no they didn't need something all weekend but the way my work is like if somebody needs something they kind of need it in the moment and they're Mm. stopped Mm -hmm. until they can get it so it's like an ecosystem that we all have to be like doing things for everyone to progress forward and if I cut myself off and not do the things, then they can't progress forward and we can't work as a team in our little ecosystem. But, I mean, you know this. I do. I like doing Sabbath on Sundays because that helps me prepare for the week. And I do things to be prepared on Monday morning instead of doing my restful activities actually on Monday. I do them on Sunday in preparation. Mm. So, Does your Sabbath help you to feel less? stressed about Monday or decrease your Sunday scaries in your experience? Yeah, for sure. 100%. I'm not on social media. I'm not on my phone. I don't get text messages from people. I don't check emails. I don't look at social media. I don't do any of that. Mm. So being able to unplug helps. It still gets a little scary sometimes when I log back on or if I'm trying to make my to-do list for the week on Sunday night. But... I at least have that time to personally specifically shut off. So that was my other question Mm -hmm. that I told my husband about. What is she doing on the weekends? Could she be doing anything on the weekends to pad before she goes back to work? 
You know, are you filling your weekend with a million social engagements and mm. going out and partying or doing whatever you're doing? And mm -hmm. then Monday comes like a tidal wave. Or can you have a lifestyle that's more conducive to rest and recuperation or recovery, whatever our word you want to use mm -hmm. over the weekend? Definitely. I think she's trying to incorporate some like recuperation and rest in her Monday morning. Mm -hmm. And so like maybe not prioritizing that in her weekend and doing that almost on her work week time. But it sounds like she works from home for herself. Um, mm -hmm. So again, things that are afforded to her, whereas in a traditional work week, you wouldn't have those things. True. Um, I think one of the things that has helped me with Sunday scaries is that knowing the work is always going to be there and mm -hmm. it sounds cliche, but I put undue pressure on myself on Mondays to get a lot of things done and you have the entire week, you know, in a traditional five week, uh, five day work week. Mm -hmm to get those things done and um, just putting less pressure on myself that it has to all get done on Monday morning. I have found that like in my line of work, people almost organize meetings more on like a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I don't know if that's just a product of themselves getting organized on Monday or if it's just too hectic on Monday mornings or, mm -hmm. um, but a lot of like the times that we come together would be Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And usually like midday or mid-afternoon um, is what yeah. I found. I like that. And you have valid points. And I think that's the sentiment of her point. Or that's, what, that's the point she's trying to make. And that's what she's advocating for. Mm -hmm. I just think I didn't like hearing her story about, oh, I had to spend two hours doing journaling and sitting in silence. And I think I was maybe a little jealous because... Mm. I would love to spend two hours existing and not having to answer to the millions of people that need something from me immediately on Monday morning. But yeah. Yeah. So it begs the question, if you did um, have a job where you worked for yourself, would you, would you try to incorporate this on Monday morning as a start? You know, would you incorporate this as like a daily practice or would you, um, would you continue with what you're doing now and, and, save your rest for the Sabbath in order to continue to be productive during the week. I mean, I could understand maybe journaling for 10 minutes, like you said, or taking, taking a, you know, easing into your Monday for like half an hour, but it does seem a little bit long to mm -hmm. be journaling. And yeah, I think that's just a part of our culture knowing that we were, you know, we are millennials ish and, um, <laughs> We were in a culture that values work and productivity and drive and things um, that that um, show that you're a productive, uh, hardworking individual. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was me and I had like a self-driven job where I could make my own schedule. Mm -hmm. I would start every day a little later and I would do that. Every day, maybe not two hours, like mm. you're saying, but I would do reflection, rest, you know, eat slowly, start my day a little more slowly. Um, 
because I get to work. I mean, you get to work earlier than me, I think. I get to work at 7.30 in hopes of being done with my day before all of the work traffic starts. Mm. So mm-hmm. if I could if I could push my day a little bit further back and have that reflection and rest every day, that's what I would do, not just Mondays. But yeah. someday. It's a little bit reminiscent of COVID for me because I was, um, you know, for a time was working from home and my work, you know, slowed down immensely. And so I just didn't have as much to do in the mornings. Um, But I like being productive in the mornings. I think that is one of my most productive times. And the thought Mm -hmm. of just easing into it slowly, I feel like I would be not in the productive window of my time where I feel the most focused and the most productive and doing the hardest things of my day in that like 8 to 10 a.m. window. Yeah. Mine's more like 9 to 11. Mm. But yeah, I feel you. Yeah. Yeah. And some people, they their window is like 2 to 4. That's my nap window. <laughs> <laughs> That's my... Somebody bring me some snacks <laughs> to stay alive. <laughs> I'm almost there. Yeah. Is it nap time? Go, need to go on extra walks. I take an extra walk outside to wake myself up. Mm. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. get some sun, some vitamin D. Crazy for me. Mm. Yeah. But I think I've come down. I think I've int- uh, like originally acted out of a little bit of jealousy. Mm. And then I took a step back and I said, hey, TikTok lady, I am on your side. What is it that you're actually trying to say? And once I did that, I agree with her. Hmm. I like what she's saying. I love that. Very self-introspective of you. Yes. Yeah. For a Monday morning. And then that was all of the brain power I had (laughs) for the rest of the day. (laughs) Yeah. Nice. Do you want to move on to our topic of the day? I would love to. I can't wait to talk about it. Yeah, you've got a lot of notes <laughs> for our people out there. She's prepared. She's been thinking and ruminating. Oh, I miss her a lot. <laughs> just, just excited to have this delightful discussion with you. It's, it will indeed be delightful. But I think it's coming at a good time because something literally popped up in our life last week about birthdays. And it's just a timeless topic birthdays when you're a little bit older Mm, mm -hmm. how does it work Mm -hmm. do we need it do we not need it what's your take Steph I am with you (laughs) we have talked about this before um, off the pod about why birthdays matter and uh, I think you actually have probably a more strongly held opinion about this but the more that you share your opinion with me, the more I strongly feel that this is important too. Um, that birthdays are important and worth celebrating as a young adult and that they matter, especially in the context of a community. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, you said it's a, it's a timeless um, topic and I couldn't agree more uh, because they're literally as old as time like everybody has one and we have been celebrating them probably forever i mean they're worth celebrating right 
I wouldn't say forever because you have to think there was a point in time where they didn't know there was there was no calendar sure a year didn't exist so how are they supposed to know what their birthday is or count the birthdays Mm -hmm. yeah okay but fair when in my limited history research about birthdays it started with the egyptians couldn't tell you anything else about it but it started with right. the Egyptians. And, and maybe they that... seem to start everything. <laughs> I mean, the calendar is a great point. Like, in the clock and... Like, yeah, and where were you going to write it down? And writing it down. On your yeah. loincloth. <laughs> this is my birthday. The sun is at this position. <laughs> so we're saying it was part of the hieroglyphics of the cave writing that the Egyptians started. Okay, sure. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, write to us if if we're wrong. Um, <laughs> yeah, so... Um, so why do you feel birthdays are important? Gosh. It's a celebration of you, and it's a celebration of your life, and it's important that you exist. It's important to your friends that you exist. It's important to your family that you exist, and it's important to celebrate life because we only get one precious precious life and it's worth celebrating because celebrations matter yeah what do you think why why are they important i think it's your it's your one time of year where i don't want to say you get to be a little selfish but you get to accept that from other people more easily mm-hmm. so me being a person that serves other people a lot of the time mm. you know I never really get to take a step back and accept something given to me you know yeah so it's like my one time per year where I get to say okay like tell me the nice things or like do something nice for me and it's great and I feel really appreciated mm. And as someone that gives a lot and doesn't necessarily receive a lot, the birthdays matter because all the people through the whole year, that's like your one day to receive instead of give. That came out jumbled, but that's what the sentiment. It's your day to receive instead of give. Yeah, I follow you entirely. And I I resonate with that same thing. Um, I think there's something about my own birthday that I always feel special um, around my birthday and we've talked about it it's, it's close to Christmas and there's mm-hmm. something to be said about the celebration of Christmas um, and yet I get to have like a day all to myself you know not that you don't share your birthday but that people go out of the, their way to love you and to tell you how much you mean to them and that I mean I think most of the time they say happy birthday that means they're happy that you exist and that you're here with them and that they that you matter yeah um i agree i agree with that sentiment i think we are two people that like birthdays Mm. that is clear that's why we're talking about this because we are birthday appreciators. Absolutely. However, we have quite a few friends that are not birthday appreciators. So and true, Queen. So true, Queen. 
And something I, so like I said, before we started our podcast recording, I asked my husband his thoughts on this right before I left the house Mm -hmm. today. Oh, I'm so, I'm so intrigued. Please go on. (laughs) Lots of wisdom coming from this direction. He said that he, uh, his first response was that he doesn't really like his birthday. And I said, like, oh, you know, I probed a little bit. Like, why don't, why don't you like your birthday? Mm-hmm. And he said, I feel like it's a little bit of a letdown when you're an adult. And I said, why? And he said, well, you kind of always expect more people to, like, come out of the woodwork or more people to wish you a happy birthday or something to be a little more special and it's just never really as special as it was when you were a kid so I just don't pay attention to it anymore which I think is exactly why birthdays are important because people need to feel special and it's important to make them feel special and to appreciate them in their own way and we just we need to bring birthdays back. Birthdays are a community celebration, and maybe we're not celebrating them because we're not good at community nowadays. Mm. You heard it here first, folks. Bring <laughs> birthdays back on a small scale, because personally, this is gonna be this might be a little bit of a hot take. Oh, if you heard that jingling, that's our podcast dog, Diamond. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes, it is. Podcast mascot. Ma- mascot. 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 Yes. Mascot. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, she's definitely not a cat. She's a dog. That she is. I digress. Yes. Yeah. Birthdays are a little different because when you're in school... You know, everyone's in the same area. You see your friends every day. Mm-hmm. It's almost like everybody brings you a little Valentine. Mm-hmm. You get a Valentine from everyone. You get a happy birthday from everyone. And it's different out here in the real adult world. So, my hot take is I don't really care as much for the social media displays of happy birthday, like posting on my wall. Or it's kind of nice when people post pictures. That's kind of fun. But like posting on my Facebook wall telling me happy birthday doesn't really mean that much to me. I would much rather you text me, call me, send me a card, do something personal. I think those are the things that really matter. The number of Facebook wall posts that you get for your birthday at mm-hmm. some point like just does not matter anymore. So it's the small community things that I think are important your small community of in our case like maybe seven people showing up for your birthday is more impactful than 30 people writing on your facebook wall saying happy birthday with a smiley face and balloons right you know it's just different you can't expect the mass numbers but i think you can expect the appreciation and that that is necessary yeah yeah i could i could not agree more i think being um there's something to be said about it doesn't take a ton of effort to write on somebody's Facebook wall. I don't know how people keep up with it, honestly. I mean, if you have, I don't know how many friends, 200, 300, 1,000 friends on Facebook, maybe more. 
I just don't know how you keep up with it. Um, how you people don't write on walls. I mean, sometimes people write on my f- Facebook wall for my birthday, and I'm like, do I? How do I know? You know, and and like uh, I should probably unfriend them, but um, <laughs> like it's just so cheap, if you will, and mm-hmm. it's your community that matters ultimately. Mm-hmm. These are the people that matter to you the most and the smaller the older I get the smaller my circle is and so when my community does something for my birthday it means a lot Mm -hmm. it is a lot less cheap it is a lot more meaningful it is a lot it carries so much more weight and um, it is just lovely it's lovely to be cherished for a day and to be celebrated mm-hmm. and your friends do it your community does it out of love and admiration and sheer joy that your life is is shared with them mm-hmm. and just to see that um those it's like a gift that doesn't need to be reciprocated you know you can't reciprocate because you can't until that person's birthday so i guess if you had <laughs> somebody's birthday back to back but you just know like it's almost like you said, kind of like your it is your day to receive, and it's almost just like indulgent. You're like, I, gosh, I just didn't realize that I'm, I'm getting this and this, and it could be small gestures, like you said. Like we, you know, sometimes we talk about love languages, and that might look like gifts or words or acts of service. Um, however, what the the things that they do for you, whether it be like a phone call, a text message. A gesture just means so much. Yeah. Yeah. And another point that my husband made was it's not it's not the same when you have to plan it yourself. As an adult, we tend to have to at least partially plan our own birthdays, which I think takes a lot away from it because you're supposed to be receiving and yet you're planning it yourself so I think we me personally maybe I have some space to learn to just do my best to plan something for someone instead of ask them what they want to do for their birthday because it's it's different and it hits differently when you Mm. know what that person will like and you plan it for them and they just get to show up and wear the tiara and be pampered or whatever mm-hmm. in their own way. So, yeah, it's just, I think it's just community and being in your community, appreciating each other is important. Sure. And, you know, to your point, I think asking what somebody wants to do is a, an act of charity. You know, like you don't want to, you don't want to plan like skydiving when they're like afraid of heights. So, it is. I, I think there's an element that it is both. Uh, you know, you don't have to surprise somebody every time. Although surprises are nice, surprise birthdays are fun. Have you ever had a surprise birthday? I have had a surprise birthday. How did you feel? Sixth grade. Ooh. I wore a. Hollister t-shirt and brown gauchos because that was when gauchos were in. 
remember distinctly. Were, and the, the, Maybe the gauchos were brown as well? No, the Hollister shirt was, was pink. Oh, okay. Yes. Pink and brown was very in. Yes. Pink yes. and brown. Yes. Pink Hollister shirt. Yes. Brown gauchos. Mm. What's up? I can picture I it. I peaked. <laughs> <laughs> was the writing on the pink shirt brown? No, it was white. Oh, okay, okay. It was like yeah. that white distressed. Oh, like yes. Hollister coat. And, oh, the, s- and yes. the t-shirt was probably like. I could have worn a small at that point, but it was probably a, like a large size mm. T-shirt because mm-hmm. all of the Hollister shirts <laughs> fit very. Tiny. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for validating me in that same thought. So <laughs> tiny. Yeah. Okay. So back to your sixth birthday party surprise. And so you had picked out your outfit, but you didn't know you were getting surprised that day. I did not know. Okay. I okay. went over to my friends. I don't remember exactly what happened. I either went... So my best friend from childhood, mm-hmm. her mom and my mom were also best friends. So it's like we were over there a lot. Mm-hmm. And like sometimes we just needed to drop stuff off. You have like important documents or something. You just got to drop stuff off. <laughs> <laughs> so we were there for whatever reason. Right. Yeah. I can picture it. Uh-huh. And I'm from the Midwest where we have basements. Yes. And uh, so there was people hiding in the basement. Maddie, go find something from the basement. And I go down there. And it's amazing. Oh my gosh, a basement surprise party. I've b- I've been a part of a basement surprise party. We had a hide. It was awesome. But yes, the ba- that that is a benefit of basements. You can have a ton of people hiding. And it's quiet for the most part. Yes. Behind a door, you've got concrete because you're in a basement. Right. Yep. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, the hidden benefits of a basement. Um Mine was, I was 13. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> I don't even know if I want to share all the details, but um, my parents kind of took me out to dinner where we, I think we went to Olive Garden. I'm not entirely sure, but my brother and sister came and my birthday's in January. Mm-hmm. And um, they, my brother and sister are older than me um, by a couple of years. And they were acting really strange afterwards. They were like, okay, my brother could drive at this point. And he was like, I'm going to go out with my friends. And my sister was like, yeah, I'm going to go see my friend. And I was like, oh, that's so weird. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and so I think the idea was that I was getting like sad or like, you know, so my parents like took me in the car by myself and, you know, my brother and sister like drove separately. <laughs> um, but <laughs> my parents had some sort of like, hotel i don't know <laughs> like <laughs> they booked a hotel room for th- my three best friends and i and um but then a lot of my other classmates were at the hotel so we had like a pool party at the hotel because this is the midwest in january and so they were there surprise surprise and th- the funniest <laughs> part i'm sorry i just have to share this this is <laughs> this is quite vulnerable but we definitely had like a middle school type dance in the fitness center <laughs> Oh my lord. Yes, dancing with my crush next to the pull down machine. I mean, I will never forget it. We were just <laughs> dancing in between <laughs> exercise equipment because that is what you do when you're 13. You put on the slow jam, Savage Garden, and you just <laughs> awkwardly <laughs> dance with each other because you're just obsessed with middle school dances. And obviously, that's what you do when you have a hotel surprise birthday party. But um, yeah, so if you can picture that, folks, please, <laughs> please do. 
Thank you for letting me share that here on the pod. You know, hot take. Hotels felt so special and glamorous as a kid. Was it just a Midwest thing? So true, Queen. No, it was. Yes. Somebody DM us and let (laughs) us know if this is just a Midwest thing or if this is universal. But staying in a hotel was like. I'm going to be pampered. This is going to be an all-day spa. <laughs> yes. Cucumbers on my yeah. eyes. <laughs> They've got an ice machine. Yes. Yes. Like, I I mean, it was just your run-of-the-mill, like, independently-owned hotel. But that was the Ritz-Carlton when I was 13. <laughs> I mean, exactly. uh, there's going to be somebody who shows up with bottled water or something at the door. And we're going to get room service. And it's going to be amazing. Um, yep. Um, I loved that story. Yeah. Do you have any other good <laughs> or bad memories of your birthdays? Or, like, you can share the good, you could share the bad. Any other, like, notable birthdays as of late or from your whole life? I think I've had some pretty good birthdays. I remember one of my college undergrad birthdays. Maybe my first birthday after leaving, like, and going off to college. I think was a tough birthday because that was your first where like you're not sure. you're not in a classroom. People don't tell you happy birthday. You get, you don't get to bring a snack. My birthday is in April, at the end of April, so it's usually during finals mm-hmm. for college people. Sure. So you're Good not even really in your regular classes. Nobody is paying attention to my birthday. They're paying attention to their finals and it was just weird. I remember being really disappointed that day because it just wasn't the same and I always loved my birthday before then so it was notable but I think I've adjusted as an adult I've had some good birthdays some okay birthdays mm-hmm. <coughs> excuse me um, so one of the notable things about birthdays for me is that I, c- I with certainty can look back on most of my birthdays as an adult and there was something that happened that day that was unexpected in a good way like a friend had called me who I hadn't spoken to or somebody gave me a hug that I wasn't expecting Mm -hmm. or somebody dropped something off that I wasn't expecting or I got something in the mail that I wasn't expecting and that's the thing about adult birthdays is I think like you said in college you start to and probably from excuse me from other people's perspectives <laughs> is um, that your expectations start to you you lower your expectations because it is it does look differently as an adult and you know you probably didn't realize like as a young adult that your birthday all of a sudden falls on finals week because in high school that was that wasn't even close to finals week and so when you're when you lower your expectations, then you open yourself up for surprises or little things that happen on your birthday um, that, you know, um, that you wouldn't otherwise, that wouldn't happen on a normal day. And so I can't pinpoint every little thing, but I know I, lo- I reflect on my birthday at the end of the day. And um, usually there's just some one little thing or like a f- several things that just have in the culmination of the day have made me feel really special. And so um, 
a lot of fond memories of my birthday as an adult, you know, and nothing earth shattering. Like sometimes I think it's the smallest thing. Like you said, it's the most meaningful when it comes from your community. Like you don't need an extravagant party or 30 people or anything like that. It's the really little things. But <coughs> I remember when I was small, like my, my siblings' birthdays are in July. And so having a January birthday, it was always snow versus like pool parties growing up in the Midwest and so my mom was trying to make it special and trying to do things and I just was not having it <laughs> and um, I think I learned a hard lesson that day of just like tantrums aren't worth it but um, <laughs> I just missed out because I just didn't want to give her the satisfaction of finding something fun but um, all, all in all no no really terrible birthdays on my end um, yeah so back to like you know people who don't like their birthday. Yes. Have you ever thought about why people who don't like them often like celebrating or love celebrating others? I don't know if I've noticed that. Oh, I'm trying to think of people in my life that don't like their birthday. I don't think I know. I don't think... I haven't picked up on that. The people that I'm thinking of that don't like their birthday are just not birthday celebrators, it seems. Mm. Like, maybe it's a type of person. It's like a Leslie Nope, Ron Swanson situation. Like, Ron doesn't like celebrating other people's birthdays either and doesn't like his own birthday. But Leslie Nope loves all of the birthdays. Mm. Mm-hmm. But you think that you know somebody that doesn't like their own birthday, but likes other people's birthdays? I do. I think they're in our community. Oh. I think your husband is one of them. I don't know. I think, um, so I've only known you for a year, mm -hmm. but that year has encompassed your birthday. And um, as it usually does. <laughs> as it usually does. <laughs> true. So true, Queen. Um, I think that he enjoys um, planning your birthday and taking you out on your birthday and getting the community together for your birthday. And um, we have another friend who I think doesn't like his birthday, but I think he enjoys planning other people's birthdays or bringing gifts. And uh, maybe that's just how they express their, their love and affection to other people in the community, like via gifts or via acts of service or... Um, you know, things, things like that. But I, I think it's really interesting to me. I had a, I had a coworker too, who despised her birthday, like took it, made like work, take it out of the newsletter, like Ron Swanson. Yes. Despise. Yes, yes, yes. And she, you know, loved celebrating my birthday, which was just such a dichotomy to me. I think I'm finding more of these people in my adult life and it's it's just so interesting. Like, you don't want to celebrate your birthday and you don't want anybody to know what day it is, but you're going to bring me a cake on my birthday? It was, yeah, it was interesting. Um, well, I think there's an another important piece of information you're leaving out. Perhaps the fact that we do not have any traumas surrounding our birthday and other people may maybe people that were in hard you know relationships with a significant other that took advantage of that day or made them 
not like it anymore or something significant happened around that time that they associate with their birthday and they don't like to remember it. Mm-hmm. I think that is a real thing too that wouldn't come out in somebody that's just your coworker. It's all that coworker type right. conversation. Right. So that yeah. makes it hard too if you if you plan something for their birthday and it's triggering for them. What do you do? I don't know the answer to that. Yeah, and I think those people usually like to downplay their birthday and the dates or like they almost tell you you know, sometimes people bring it up like, oh, I, I do not like my birthday or mm-hmm. I don't really enjoy celebrating my birthday. I'll, I enjoy celebrating other people's birthdays, but I do not enjoy celebrating my own. So you kind of take note of that. Like, oh, and I never really think to ask people why. Mm-hmm. I just accept it as is. Do you think if you wrote that person like a personal card or a personal text message or something like that where it didn't have to involve being public and it could be a private thing that they just received from you. Do you think that would go over better with somebody that doesn't want the recognition? I do. I do. I think it is a center of attention um, type thing. I think that Mm -hmm. they do not enjoy being the center of attention and that your birthday kind of makes you the center of attention. And so maybe that is deeply rooted like you said it could be a traumatic thing though they could have um, you know been a person who found themselves in an unprivileged um, upbringing and birthdays could be hard yeah or somebody with you know parents that one parent or somebody in their life that was a narcissist that even though the day was supposed to be about them it never really got to be about them mm. you know that that person always found something to do to make it about themselves I bet you those are the people that don't like their birthdays to be celebrated because maybe they feel like it's not going to be it's going to be about whoever threw the party and not about them sure so adjusting to that person and still and still giving them something special, whether it's just a note card or a piece of notebook paper with something nice mm-hmm. written on it that no one else has to know about that you text them. Yeah. DM or them. DM. Slide into those DMs for Slide the birthday. Slide into those DMs for the birthday. Oh, and don't text your ex-boyfriend on his birthday. Just don't do Are it. Are you saying from experience? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying like that's that's a that's a tagline. That's a thing. I don't think don't I've do ever it. done that. No. Well, uh, cheers to Clean you. Clean cut. Should we get the applause? I mean, jeez. You've never texted <laughs> your ex-boyfriends <laughs> or exes. I mean, I should just say exes. Um, yeah, like you have some sort of desire to like reach out to them like or random people reach out to you on your birthday and you're like, um, we went on three dates. What are you doing? Um, but just saying. Okay. But okay, yes, slide into the DMs, <laughs> just not of any <laughs> past Be mindful. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Again, you know, if if you haven't picked up on this yet, we are um, we are about our community and and how important they are to us and 
we feel it's important that everyone have a community and they celebrate their day. Sure. In the way that person needs. And wants. Mm-hmm. Yep. Do you have any closing remarks on birthdays, Maddie? Hmm. Closing remarks on birthdays. Find ways to... You guys can't see this in real life, but Stephanie just turned her paper around to point at something very important that I'd forgotten I'm very passionate about. Um, Balloons. I am single-handedly bringing back balloons for adults. (laughs) You have no idea. Every birthday in our friend community that has happened in the past nine months, including Stephanie's. Yes. They have received balloons. I am an expert. I could counsel you on the party store. She has. And advise you and coach you on how to order the balloons. She will. <laughs> it is amazing. I am one step away from having my own helium tank. <laughs> having balloons in my own house. Yes. Could you tell us what it costs to have your own helium tank? <sighs> Do you remember? It's a lot. Uh, yeah. Especially if you... <laughs> Just so everyone knows, she did do this research and may have asked somebody what she could do to purchase a helium tank. But go on, go on. Well, okay, so there's two different ways you can go about it. If we get into the lore of helium tanks, (laughs) (laughs) you can do like the disposable helium tank or you can do a refillable one Mm, like mm -hmm. a fire extinguisher like you take it to be refilled with helium Mm, mm -hmm. and the disposable ones are like 45 dollars but i think that the refillable ones are a little bit more money and a little a little higher end yeah you know but there like there are so many cool balloons on etsy like if you if you could plan in advance you could get anything on etsy you could get someone to make a personalized balloon for you. You Amazing. you should see Stephanie's looking Amazing. at me at how excited I'm getting about <laughs> balloons. <laughs> the only thing that I don't like about them is their environmental impact. Mm. I have yet to figure out how to make them a little more environmentally friendly mm. because they usually are plastic. So not very like not like biodegradable or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So if that's important to you and you figure a way to kind of navigate that, let me know. But D- please email, contact us. Yeah. But I, you know, it's just, it's playful. It's whimsical. I think it is important. I stand by the fact that it's important for us to have childlike experiences, even as adults, to play and to have fun and to be lighthearted. And balloons are a perfect way do that so here's your one pro tip about balloons if you're gonna get a cluster of balloons you have to pick something whimsical to put in there like an animal or like you know like a puppy a critter a critter or like something really over the top sparkly or bright a llama like i don't know <laughs> whatever you want to do a llama folks a llama there's a llama balloon i have my eye on in her Etsy favorites, there is a llama balloon she has her eye on. As somebody who received balloons this year for my birthday, um, I turned an age. A certain number. And um, 
which we may divulge later, but um, it was whimsical. It was magical. It was better than expected. It was really touching. And um, there were some circumstances in which we could not celebrate on the day of my birthday. And so they were dropped off on my porch. And let me tell you, it was a delight. It was a true delight. And um, balloons always play. The only problem is that I am of a certain age now. Yes. That I can only go up from here. <laughs> so <laughs> how can I okay. continue to escalate my balloon game? At some point, I'm going to have to bring back balloon animals because I used to know how to make balloon animals. Uh, and I, it's just, it needs to continue to escalate for the rest of my life. So I need to make like small incremental steps. Just like your age. It so. just is going up, up, up. It's just like, it's, this is too good. Because some, some year if I like back off my balloon game, people are going to get hurt. They there are going to be riots yes. in the streets. <laughs> Yes. Yes. So now you have created an expectation. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Pretty yep. soon I'm going to have a balloon guy. And he's just, you know, okay, this is another Leslie Knope situation. She has a banner guy. <laughs> like, she she can get a banner made up at the drop of a hat. She knows a guy. I'm going to have to find a balloon guy. That is the only logical explanation. <laughs> Probably on Etsy. And they might be... You might have to send them photos of our community and then he creates them like a giant head, but a balloon Yeah. of our friends' faces at some point. Yeah. And then a full body. Sure. Wow. Okay. I mean, this is next level. Next level. Balloons. Balloons always play. You heard it here first. Balloons always play. So I'm glad that you reminded me of that because I would have been <laughs> yeah. deeply saddened if I did not get a chance to talk about how much I love balloons before we end this podcast episode. Yeah, this has really been just such a delight to <laughs> to speak about birthdays and to, to chat. So delightful. And next week, we'll be back with another topic. Who's to say? Who's to say? Hopefully equally delightful. We hope you enjoyed reflecting on your own birthdays. Hopefully this sparked some um, thoughts for you and maybe a conversation with your spouse or your friends or, or your family. Um, hopefully the people who are closest to you in your community and just give it a thought. Give it a thought um, on birthdays and let us know what you think. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll see you next week. See you next week. <laughs>